and my heartfelt welcome as you join us on the Freedom to be Human podcast, 20 minutes for women appearing successful on the outside, but intrinsically are feeling restless, bored, slowly burning out, and are craving to rediscover their truest self, embracing a life on purpose, fueled with passion and finding inner fulfillment. I'm Karina Rick, a success coach helping women experience their best health, wealth, happiness and performance through holistic wellness. We'll discover and delight in connection to all things mind, body, soul and beyond. This is the place for exploration, expansion and enlightenment when it comes to living your most vibrant life. It's going to be a wild ride, so let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Freedom to be Human podcast. And as they say, time for something very different. Uh, yeah, so as I you know, set out my original vision for this podcast was to really lean into everything that makes us human. And that, and that point being that when we do that, when we remember what it is to be human, life is a lot easier and we are better at it. We are healthier, we are happier, and the performance and the success just falls into line with it. Um, so, so today is definitely a step step to that direction. Um, I'll have a little bit of a link to um, this is some astro energy, no doubt. But yeah, I'm gonna. I don't know exactly where this is going to go, but I felt inspired and to to talk to you about this particular topic. And it was I was. I was on social media and um, and I, I came across this um, post that was talking about the world's oldest musical instrument. And, and it really captivated me. And I'm going to explain why and, and all the all the wherefores on that. And and to stick with this, this is truly freedom to be human territory. And I and I, yeah, I was reveling in 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 what it kind of brought up for me so i'm hoping to share some of that magic with you um and of course this is off the back of a weekend of me i had to do it in two sittings but one of my one of my things is to watch the new year's day concert from vienna and since having the boys um especially after since yeah probably the first year I got away with it once was born in December so who's any little and sleeping probably when I wanted to watch it on New Year's Day um back back then um but since then um the the timing of when I actually get down they get to sit down and, and watch watch the show or from record um yeah, it can be as late as March. Uh, but this year I managed to get it in in January at least. So I was super pleased about that. But it just takes me to a whole, it is just such a beautiful experience. And I know TV doesn't do it justice in in you know, full justice, but it still captivates me and it still still does wonders for my soul. So, uh, so yeah, so off the back of that and, and seeing this post, I felt compelled to share what I'm about to share with you today. And it is very different from anything else I've talked about on this podcast until now. So yes, yeah, so this so this um, post was all about the world's oldest musical instrument. And I, when I say old, 
we're talking 60,000 years old. It was it's a flute or fragments of a flute um, that was carved from cave bear bone. So Neanderthal found in Slovenia. And, and that, in, that in itself is a lovely story. And that's like, you know, the age of it is something, oh, wow, you know, and it's survived this long. You know, we can get, we can get interested. We can raise an eyebrow um, about that. But I think what really... What really took me on a bit of a um, sort of moment journey or sort of moment to contemplate was the fact that there's like a kind of a conversational theme around this being technology. Uh, yeah, you see where I'm going with this now, don't you? So technology, but not as we know it, in the sense of it wasn't a tool um for hunting which is obviously needed for survival or protection also needed for survival um it wasn't a way of you know constructing a shelter needed for survival um it's not a kind it's not a form of transport kind of technology or for leveraging force it's not that kind of technology at all so it's kind of like is it yeah, is it something that we needed? Is it a survival need? Or is it a want? And to have that you know, 60,000 years ago, it was still seen as, as something required. So when it's not a survival need, I mean, my first question just for the debate is really, or is it? You know, do we actually need it for survival? And it's not kind of like first order survival. Uh, it's not going to get the food or it's not going to protect you instantly. But we clearly did require it because it had it took time and effort. Um, and I should say that they... Um, with modelling from that, they were able because it is a fragment. They're able to um, complete the um, the instrument, and it does play in a register that we would recognise today. So it's spot on the money. Um, I think there was some controversy a, a while ago as to whether it was actually deliberately fashioned, deliberately created, or was it something you know like hyena teeth had pierced. The holes in in the in the bone, but it, now it's been played. You know, I don't think there's any doubt that that was what that's what its intended purpose was, and it is musically sound, unintended. So you know, it's this kind of technology, but not as we know it. Uh, not needed for survival, or is it? And I think, and this is what, this is like really leaning into the whole freedom to be human piece now. It's that nod to culture. So it gets me really excited. Um, that nod to creativity and connection. You can just see, you, know, you can imagine it, can't we? I'm sure, I'm sure all of you, with my crystal ball here, I can imagine most of us, um, most of you listening, are, you know, thinking through like some kind of cave scene. There'll be a fire somewhere. There'll be some... Neanderthals as we understand them to have looked and you know, someone playing this, this flute from cave bare bone and 
you know, people dancing or watching the flames flicker, or maybe it's accompaniment to um, some singing or dancing or accompaniment to a story. Um, you know, we, we can picture it. And and I think what's really, I think what, what drew my attention or what really you know, sparked my attention and imagination with this was that we know all of that, you know, culture and storytelling is inherent for messages to continue, for knowledge and wisdom to be trans, um, you know, taken from one one generation to another. We know that we remember things better when there's a story to it. And you know that's how we that's how we are now. Um, and it asks the question: Then is that how we learned sixty thousand or even you know longer ago? Is that how we worked? And it's that getting together, that connection piece, and the creativity piece is all around. You know, it's good for our stress response. And. W- was it part of what they needed it for then as well? Or, you know, is that the roots of, you know, where, where this comes from? Is it a part of sense making you know, that, that storytelling and the understanding of the world and um, you know, that the technology, if you take the to- technology bent of it all, you know, where does that, what, what does that bring um, to, to the understanding of the world and, and our place in it kind of, kind of thing? So, you know, that dance and joy and, and maybe even the awe and wonder of hearing that that instrument um, being played around the campfire. So I think that, you know, my point being is that that's just, I, th- I think it's amazing that we're able to find those artefacts and and I think it is, I think it's magical that 60,000 years, millennia ago, our ancestors were doing some of the things that we still do now. And, you know, for a non-obvious first order security need, safety need, um, sustainability need, this this was designed and evolved it's, and you know, it's something that we recognise now, sixty thousand years later, and you know, and it's that point being of we know it's good for us now. And I talk about the stress response in all kinds of different scenarios and you know, in workplaces and with my clients one to one. You know, it's part of the nine to thrive. You know, we we, we need this. We desperately need more of this. And what this being um, creativity and outlet for, you know, that moment where you transport yourself, you watch the New Year's Day concert in two shifts um, over a weekend uh, just to enjoy, you know, take yourself away and, you know, metaphorically speaking, and, you know, feed that, feed, feed your soul, feel that. And that's what what our ancestors were doing a long, long, long time ago. So really, my ramblings there was just to share that with you. I hope that sort of caught you um, in a similar way that it caught me. Uh, I think it's fascinating. I, you know, the how how we survive and thrive 
you know, it's kind of speaking to that notion, isn't it? And um, as what I stand for, is what I do for my clients, I'm here to help you thrive. And and it's that, you know, I guess, the takeaway or the sort of continuing the contemplation really is, you know, where where can you be more creative? Um, where, you know, what's that? Outlet? It might be music playing or listening to music it might be moving to music dancing around the kitchen um or or it could be you know something more you know art and illustrative or something different again um but yeah where where can you have where can you get more of that in your life because it is it's good for us and you know it allows you to have that moment of only focusing on the thing in front of you, time can slow down in the best possible way. Um, you know, it helps regulate the nervous system. It will switch off the stress response, freeze, bite, flight, um, put in rest and digest uh, instead. And, you know, what did, and I guess, you know, that whole you know, the other sort of aspect of this, you know, what, what caught me, you know, what did you once know that you've let go of? And that that's that's potentially my nod to some astro celestial energies right now. Um I'm recording this on the 29th of January. Um Uranus station direct this past weekend. Um and so definitely feeling that yeah you know, what has been within that we've not been quite clear about, not sure of, is that time of it becoming really out there, um, obvious. Couldn't see it for the trees kind of kind of territory. Um, but yeah, what did you want to know that you've let go of? Um, and and how can you have some more culture and more connection in your life? Whatever that means to you, because I you know science and your intuition will tell you this is good for you. And unless you're paying <laughs> paying to go to the Royal Opera House, there are other ways of you know, achieving and feeling a sense of culture without paying money. But equally, if, if that is your thing, then it's it's still good for you. Um, you know, from my point of view of um, your mind, body, soul and spiritual health, and if you're doing it with other people, if if that's part of the connection piece as well, it's about understanding a story. If it's about understanding and sense making in the world, then it can only be a good thing, whatever it is that you do. Um, but how can you get a bit more of it? Really, is my is my final point. So on that note, oh, all the pun. Oh, I do love some wordplay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my children are getting the, getting it now as well, um, which is an absolute joy. <laughs> so, uh, yes, um, where where that, that, that's all I'm going to show with you um, about about the the cave bear flute. Um, but what I do should say as well is that if you want to, because I haven't really gone there today with the the astro lunar natural cycle kind of themes. You want to have more of those uh, sign up to the newsletter link in the show notes and you will get you only have to sign up once and you'll get them every month um a lovely little guide with key themes 
and signature flavors of all the astrolina and natural energies that are going around, uh, the impacts and different ways to tune into your intuition through that, which is really a, a way of being more authentically you and really living out that success of your true, true North Star. And then actually, and related to that, this week we have a free event happening in the Facebook group, Burning Bright Not Out. Again, all the links in the show notes. Uh, there will be events most Wednesday evenings, um, eight o'clock normally, uh, UK time. And the one this week is the path to tr- say that again, the path to true you. Hopefully I will see you there and Again, next week, I have a series of some super interesting, really fascinating, very different themes of conversations coming up for this podcast. It won't just always be me um, here, and I can't wait to share those with you. So make sure you hit subscribe or follow, depending on your platform of choice where you're listening, so that you don't miss an episode. Thank you very much. Take care and have a wonderful week. Bye.